Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. It's the 18th day of February. Exciting times in our life and ministry. Natasha and I are making the transition um, to part-time living in the Columbia, South Carolina area, specifically the Irmo, South Carolina area, as we are pastoring the Garden Church of the Midlands and have now uh, got a little place over there to spend more time there while still doing a, uh, some of our day-to-day work from Georgia, uh, trying to split time as we uh, get Lauren through her college years. And so it's an interesting time, a lot of moving parts, but it's a very exciting time because it's it's watching God do some amazing things and work out all of these little details, but also at the same time watching him do these miraculous life-changing things in the lives of people. We're getting people to come into the garden that um, I I don't, sometimes I don't know how they find us or it's miraculous that they find us and there they are. And we're able to just pour Jesus into them. And our hope is that we can continue to do that in a way that just shines such a light on Jesus. Speaking of lights shining on Jesus, we just did a message called, and you're going to see this tomorrow or hear this tomorrow, He Transfigured Before Them. Last Sunday was Transfiguration Sunday. We did a sermon from the Gospel of Mark where Jesus goes to mountain called the, we call it Mount Transfiguration. We've been dealing with this here on the podcast for four or five days now, um, but you want one big blowout sermon on it that encompasses some of the things you've heard the last few days, but says more. Well, then watch the sermon tomorrow or listen, whatever you prefer. He transfigured before them. It'll air on all of our platforms, audio, wherever you're getting your podcast. If you like video, go to the website, paulwhiteministries.com. Um, if if you like uh, YouTube, PWM. You can also visit our church website. I'm trying to put that out there a little more often, midlandsgardenchurch.org. We are called the Garden Church of the Midlands. That's the region of South Carolina that we're located and the Garden Church is just a very special, very, very, very special thing to my heart. And that website will even have a few videos to tell you why. Um, check it out. Listen for it. Watch for it. I think you'll enjoy it. He transfigured before them. So with that in mind that he transfigured before them is the sermon to look for. Let's close this little journey we've done the last several days on Mount Transfiguration by dealing with one more little aspect. And this is actually an angle that I didn't explore in the sermon you're going to hear tomorrow. You can't explore every angle. I mentioned several. I go a little deeper into some than others. Some we just, we didn't have time for. Um, a, a, a couple things, really. One is I didn't, I didn't get too deep into the fact that what Jesus is doing at Transfiguration is a preview of the glory of, of Jesus in his glorified body. I, I use it more of a uh, it's a preview of who it's. It's showing you who he really is, um, so that you can see that you are more than what you see. But of course, that's another angle. There's always another angle. You can, you can recognize that if you you listen to me study the Bible long enough, you know that I I think there's always another way to see it, and then another thing to explore. Uh, here's another one. Um, at Transfiguration, you really have the the Holy Trinity. You have an image of. God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Here's how. We have Christ transfigured, and in that we get a voice out of heaven. Here's the Father. This is my beloved Son. 
hear him. That's sonship, meaning that the voice that is speaking is a father. This is my beloved son, hear him. There's father, there's son. And then the Holy Spirit is the dazzling light. That's the light of God that overshadows the entire mountain. Peter sees that light and it reminds him, Peter's not alone, but Peter's the one that talks, and it reminds him so much of the, the, the presence of God. I think it reminds him of the, the, the stories he's read from Moses, from Torah growing up, or that he's heard. And that is that there was a cloud by day and a fire by night. The, the, the brightness of God's glory on the mountain. And when he's standing on a mountain, seeing the brightness of God's glory, well, he thinks that's where they need to be. Uh, and I want to repeat something that I, I told you yesterday or the day before. Peter's not wrong. It is where they need to be. It's just that Peter hasn't had a real revelation that he doesn't need anything but Jesus. And I wonder sometimes if we suffer from the th- same thing. We're where we need to be. We're, we're in the presence of the Lord or we're dwelling on him, but we haven't yet had a revelation that he's all we need. And so we keep adding to Jesus. We keep adding other voices to Jesus as if their voice helps his voice. And we don't need any of the other voices because we have the voice of Jesus. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Let me go back to the text. Luke chapter 9. And read out from 34, 35, 36 as we head into the next passage. While he was saying this, a cloud over a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. A voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone, but they kept quiet, and no one in those days, no one in those days, any of the they kept quiet and told no one in those days any of the things that they had seen. That is um, not unusual. They were told to. Told not to mention it, Matthew's gospel gives a little bit deeper into that. And once again, it isn't because there's some sort of shame associated with it. But I am becoming more and more adamant on this. And I just did a message on this recently called The Gift of Words. I just really see Jesus repeatedly shutting down people just spreading news of miracles in order to make that the message of the gospel. It's as if he wants to reveal himself by speaking directly into people's lives than to convince them by what they see. And sometimes I think we've become so infatuated with the possibility of seeing things, seeing the miraculous as a way of proving to people. And maybe we need to return to just letting the miraculous happen at the pace of the Holy Spirit. I had a man come to me at the garden recently and made the statement, you saved my life. And I'll be honest, I don't know how I saved his life. Like I didn't literally save his life. I've only known him a few months and all I've really done is preach Jesus, just Jesus. And I haven't asked for a commitment. I haven't um, had a conversation with him about his in, how in-depth his faith is. He just keeps coming back listening. Well, those words are saving his life. It's slow, but it's real. It still works. I sat here before you saying, it still works. Let Jesus save lives. We're going to move on into the next story tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.